If everybody would, please take your seats and get ready for worship. Please fasten your seatbelts.
you connect. There's so much that's going on. So make sure you connect with us by texting the word CONNECT to 352-441-3016. Those that are watching online, welcome also. Thank you for joining us. You can text the word ONLINE to the number that's on your screen. And uh, hey, we have several guests as usual, so let's give our guests a hand. Normally we don't embarrass them by giving them a hand, but we want to give you a hand this morning. Uh, just want to let you know that you're welcome. And please do not forget to pick up your free guest mug at the information booth on the way out. Get your free mug from the information booth on the way out. And you can text the word guest to that same number that's up here on the screen. And of course, those that are not into the texting, just go ahead and uh, fill out one of the connection cards in the back and drop it in the box. But this is an exciting time. Uh, this is a Mother's Day today, amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know what? What? Oh, thank you, Pastor. Man, without your mother, you wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here this morning. So welcome, mothers. We have a special video. Those youth that are helping out in the back, thank you so much. We're going to go ahead and start this video. We want to show that for our mothers. Amen, everyone. Give our mothers a hand, and you know what? We just have something special just for the mothers today. We're going to have our youth come forward. Praise the Lord. Thank God for our youth. Yes, they want to be a blessing also. So they're going to come forward and pass out some nice balloons to all of our mothers. And you know what? If you're able to, let's just get the mothers to stand. If you're able to, if you're not, no problem. Put your hand up in the air and wave it like you just don't care. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Some of y'all really don't care because your kids are grown and they're out of the house. Oh, Lord. I don't know what that's like, but we're close to it. Well, hey, go ahead and get those, those balloons out to the mothers. And uh, we're just so thank, thankful for you. And I just want to pray for our mothers this morning as the kids are you're passing out those balloons. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for our mothers. Thank you that uh, you've brought them through a lot of difficult circumstances. And they're here today, they're watching online, and, and you've brought them through some tough times, some single moms, and just some tough situations. And we just give you glory and praise that you are the grace and the lifter of their head and their ability, and just thank you for keeping them healthy and strong in you, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. One more time for our mothers. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Make sure you get those balloons, mothers. We have uh, Miss Sue over here waiting on a balloon up front. Oh, okay. Want to make sure. What was that? She can get two. Oh, that's right. Miss Stacy on the stage. Here, let me have one, Heidi. 
You got Miss Stacy? Oh, okay. All right. I thought she's going to wave it while she was singing. Anyway, hey, speaking of singing, you all ready for praise and worship? Praise the Lord. Amen. If you're able to stand or if you want to stand, go ahead and stand up. It's an exciting time, and we're going to have awesome praise and worship like we always do. Thank God for our band. Amen. Praise the Lord.
on, ladies. I know you can dance. Dance like the weight has been lifted. Grace is. Dance like the weight has been lifted. Grace is waiting for you. Dance like the weight has been lifted. Grace is waiting.
every part of my world. Take this life and breathe on this heart that is now yours. So you can have it all, Lord. Every part of my Take this life and breathe on this heart that is now yours. Let's sing that one more time. So you can have it all, Lord. Every part of me. Every part of my world. Take this life. Take this life and breathe on this heart, this heart that is now yours. Hallelujah. There's something about surrendering. I love those words. It says you can have it all. All means all. Part of that all you may not understand, but it's all. I love First, uh, First Peter 5, 6 and 7 in the Amplifies. It says, humble yourself. We, we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. We humble ourselves. Casting all your care, the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns on him once and for all. For he cares for you affectionately and he cares for you watchfully. He's aware what you're going through, even if it doesn't feel like it. So why don't we do this in the midst of it? Whether life may be good for you, it's him. Whether it may be bad for you, it's not him. But he's in it with you. Father, let's say it. Father, you can have it all. All my worries, all my cares, all my concerns. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. There's an old song we used to sing when I was a kid in church. Don't wait till the battle is over. Shout right now because you have the victory. Amen. Glory to God. It's in him we live and move and have our being. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You have the victory right now. Hallelujah. Thank God for his faithfulness. Amen. There's not a tear that's shared. There's not a battle that you go through that he wasn't already aware of it. It's all right in him. He's your daddy. Glory to God. Isn't he good? We love you, Father. We love you. We love you. We love you. Thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for the plan that you have for all of our lives, no matter how young, no matter how old. If we're breathing, you got something for us to do. So we yield to you. 
we yield to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you shout hallelujah one more time? Amen. And if you're able to seat, be seated, you can be seated or you can stand the whole time. Praise the Lord. <laughs> amen. Amen. We're going to continue to worship the Lord in our giving. And it is a worship when we give. Amen. Praise the Lord. I have something on my heart I wanted to share with you as you prepare to uh, just bless the Lord in our giving. And it's in uh, Luke chapter 16. And I just want to re read this short passage to you real quick in Luke chapter 16, starting with verse number 20, if you're following along with me. And it says, and there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at, the, at, at his gates. This is talking about uh, the rich man's gates, full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. My goodness. Verse number 22, and it says, And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. He wasn't carried. He was buried. And, and in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And the rich man cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in the water and cool my tongue, for I am in torment in this flame. My goodness. Thank God you don't have to go there if you don't want to. You don't have to go to hell. Praise the Lord. But look at here. Last verse, it says, verse 25, it says, But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy, in thy lifetime receiveth good things. He called being rich good things. He didn't call it bad. That's a good thing. If anybody should be rich, it's the children of God. That's, who do you think created all this? So it should be us. But look at here, he says, good things. He didn't call it bad things. And likewise, Lazarus, evil things. But now he is comforted and thou art tormented. So Abraham called being poor, not having food, your knees not met, evil. That's not from God. Our Father have provided everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness in the wants, in the desires. It's an evil thing. It's not you're evil. You're not evil. The poor, being in lack and, and your needs not being met and, and living from paycheck to paycheck and not having enough food, you know, that's an evil thing. Why is it evil? Because it wasn't like that in the beginning. Adam and Eve had it all until the fall but thank god for jesus amen so all of our needs are met according to his riches and glory so don't get it confused when it talks about uh, spiritual things everything that you see here that's physical was spiritual first all right everything that we can see physical is was spiritual first it was thought about first so you sitting there in that chair it was a spiritual thing first before it became a natural thing. So whatever we need pertaining to life and godliness is his, but we, we have a part to play 
it doesn't just happen, you know. One of the things to help is if you have a job, get up and go to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have that ability, get up and go. But even if you're retired, amen, he still provides all your needs. That's the part of this, you know, the kingdom business. Everything's taken care of whether we give or not. But it's important that we give to support the kingdom, to support what he's doing in the earth. He uses those natural things, amen? So I just want to encourage you that it's not a good thing if, if we're poor and, and, and our needs are not met, but it is a good thing if you're rich. There's nothing wrong with that. You have the riches. The riches don't have you, amen? So there's plenty of opportunities to give. Of course, we're still not passing the bucket, so, but you can fill out the offering envelope and place it in the boxes on the way out. And, of course, you can give online. You can mail it in. There's a kiosk in the back, so there's no opportunity for excuse. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We're making it so easy for you all. I know when I grew up, you know, you just put it in the bucket and that's it. If you didn't give then, you either drive up to the church or mail it in, you know. But there's plenty of opportunities just to be a blessing, and there's no pressure here. We don't believe in pressure, people here. Follow your heart. As you purpose in your heart, you give. Amen? Praise the Lord. So thank God for that. Let's go ahead and just pray together as a family. Amen. A family of God. Father, we thank you that uh, riches are of you and the ability to get it is of you. And uh, we just thank you that you provided everything down here. I just thank you for those even that, that are retired and then those that are, are business that own their own business and those that are on their jobs and even teenagers. Just thank you that as they acknowledge you, you give them wisdom from above. You're that same Jesus that told Peter where to cast the hook. So I thank you for telling these where to cast the hook in Jesus' name for your glory. Amen. Thank you. It's just a subtle thought that they get, amen, to cause prosperity in Jesus' name for your glory, for your glory. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God's good all the time. I have a couple exciting announcements. Say exciting. Amen. There's so much exciting stuff going on here at Lake Haven Church. We have the raffle uh, May the 16th after church, so do not forget that. May the 16th after church, make sure, uh, yep, we got it up here. Thank you for helping T out. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Y'all read that. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Thank you, guys. So make sure you pay attention to that. That's, that's May the 16th after church. And then next, we may have a slide for that also, the church picnic. That's always a fun time. Amen. I get to beat everybody in cornhole. Oh, boy, it's on. It's on. No, but it's a great time, food, fun, and fellowship. That's May the 23rd at the Miller's uh, property there, and that's an awesome time. Plenty of space for the kids to run around. So do not forget to either pack a picnic or grab some. I like what uh, Karen said last week that, hey, there's so many places on the way to the Miller's house. You can stop and grab something out the church, and we'll be meeting there at 1230. Amen at the Miller's house, and the address is there, and plus you can go online on our website. So praise God. You know, there's no need to feel lonely if there's an opportunity for you to plug in, and we try to make that happen here. But you have to actually get up and be there. Amen for fellowship. Praise the Lord. So we love you all, and we're going to welcome my brother and my sister in the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Man. He's half excited, isn't he? Uh, only kind of excited. 
Amen. I brought an extra bottle up. I have a bottle of water, and I brought an extra bottle up. Um, in case you didn't know why we have baby bottles here at church, uh, we have a, a ministry here in Eustis, and it serves all of Lake County. It's called Life's Choices mm. Women's Clinic. And people go, well, you said choices. That sounds a bit ambiguous, doesn't it? This is a pro-life ministry. Yes, it is. Awesome. But they minister to girls who have and husbands or men whose children have been taken by abortion. As well as pregnant moms, adoptive families, etc., etc. This ministry believes that nothing is beyond redemption. The executive director has an awesome testimony. She had an abortion that nobody knew about. And she didn't tell anyone. Her parents passed away in a car accident about a year after she had her abortion. And she's been torn up for guilt for decades because nobody knew it. She kept it a secret until somebody started talking about starting a, a center that would specifically help young women who found themselves being in an unplanned pregnancy. Not just unmarried, but sometimes married too because mm. they support needed for children to be able to thrive. Mm. So... Every year, we do this baby bottle fundraiser for Life's Choices. We encourage you, take one of these home, fill it with your spare change, bring it back by... Or checks or notes. Or checks or bills. Right. I don't think they're going to mind if you want to put those kinds of things in it. Um, this is a really fun thing to do uh, for mm. the kids. So moms, grab one for each of your kids mm. and bring it back by Father's Day. If you can fill it up, great. If you can't fill it up, bring it back anyway. We want to turn these over to Life's Choices um, by at just after Father's Day. So that we do this every year for them. They actually have a number of churches that support them this way. And your little bit makes a big difference. Yes. So yeah. please grab one of those baby yeah. bottles on, on the way out. Um, if you need more, we will make a list and we'll go and get more bottles so that you can get one. Yeah. Good. And Life's Choices is actually opening up a second one in Lake County. They used to Claremont. be the only Lake County office, but they're opening up one in Claremont, I believe. Correct. In fact, it's in a couple yeah. weeks' time. Um, they're going to be opening up the, the location down in South Lake County. So we're excited to support them. We've been, in fact, I was one of the very first um, trainees that they did. I happened to fall pregnant with our oldest, Danielle, while, while I was working hmm. there. So, Danielle, you're the youngest baby that... I mean, and you're not from Life's Choices in a sense. We had planned, Danielle. Um, but uh, she, I was uh, one of the, their, their peer counselors while I was pregnant. So it was really an awesome journey to walk through with other moms, you know, you know yeah. feel, feel her moving inside my tummy. Yeah. You know, yeah. things like that, that they speak volumes when yeah. somebody says, no, 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 it's not a real baby. Yeah. Do you know that they say that, you know, that, that the men are often victims too, you know, of abortion. And they say that, I think it's, if we're clearing me, 100% of the men that actually see an ultrasound of the baby will, will not choose, support. They will choose life. They will choose life. 100% of men who see an ultrasound of their child. Isn't that crazy? Historically. Now, obviously a lot of men no, never get the option because they either don't know or they don't get to have a say in it because mm. just they don't get to have a say. Mm. Even if dads want to raise the baby without the mom wanting it, yeah. often they don't get to say. 
And, and you know, one thing I love about Marsha and this ministry, and, and we also feel, because many women have had abortions, and, and, you know, they too are an element of this world system. They are a victim of that world system to some degree. And, and you know what? If you've, if you've experienced abortion, we love you. Absolutely. We love you. And don't Absolutely. ever feel condemned. God loves you. We love you, okay? Yeah. So know that. We're not saying just the same way with every sin. Just because we have sinned doesn't mean God cannot take us back. Hmm. We just have to say that is sin that hurt us. Right. That's the repent part. Yeah. But God accepts us no matter what. Yeah. So if you want to get connected, they've got a, a fabulous program that they have for post-abortive women and men, two separate programs. So it's not men and women that go through the same program. But they have a post-abortive program for both men and women that I'd love to connect you with if you want to come talk to me privately or put a message or send me a text or something like that. I'd love to connect you guys. Amen. So thank you for supporting that. So Father's Day, we, we get these back before Father's Day, right? We uh, be, no, by, by, by Father's, Father's Day. Day. We'll, we'll drop those. Um, we'll actually roll the coins for them. So and that I believe Father's Day is the 20th of June, correct? Correct. So, so you've got just over a month. Yeah. Awesome. Well, congratulations to the moms. Yoo-hoo! <laughs> it's Mother's Day. What a special day. I know many of us have got awesome moms, including me. And I have an awesome mother-in-law. I have an awesome mom, too, just in case she's watching from South Africa. That's true. That's true. Corinne has got a really great mom and, and dad in South Africa, the Liversitches, and and she's going through a tough time right now. But we're thinking of your mom. If you happen to be watching from South Africa, happy, happy Mother's Day. Yes. Love you. Yeah, no, it's a it's a special time. You know, some moms are, are feel real guilty. Some moms are, there's always a there's always a weird connotation to to Mother's Day. Some some moms celebrate it greatly, and some people feel really um, because they, some feel feel real bad because they feel like they could have done a better job or whatever. You know what? There is no guilt, and there's no perfect parent. Mm-hmm. There is no perfect parent, not a husband, not a wife, not a mother, not a father, not a grandparent. So, no matter what your children have decided. Um, don't, don't carry the guilt of their decisions. You aren't perfect, amen? Yes. You are not perfect. Okay. But I do celebrate my mom. Mom, you've done an awesome job, I think, at least. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One time somebody said to me, how do, you, how do you find such awesome parents-in-law? And I was like, well, you just find an awesome guy because t- typically he'll have pretty awesome parents. That's true. And I have, I have a great mom-in-law, too, so I'm, I'm, I really am blessed. So it's awesome. You know, it's not, many of you don't know this, but Corinne and I, there's an age difference. You know, she looks good for her age, doesn't she? <laughs> you make it sound like I'm older. <laughs> well, maybe. No, no, just, he uh, had to wait for me to grow up. I was, um, I was in pigtails in second grade when he was on the border war in the army. Yeah, well. It's okay, enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> I bring his average age down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, okay. No, but Corin's a great mom too. So in any case, but all we just we do celebrate you. It's a special day for moms, and we hope that you are really well treated. And and for if, for any reason, just like we always have a support base. We, this this church is all about relationships. If you happen to be alone, um, just let us know. You know, we'd love to sponsor you to lunch or something like that. I know, and, and, and there's lots of people who want a hug, and they can't hug their mom for whatever mm. reason, whether she's not physically present, if she's already moved on, whatever it is, and if you wish you were a mom, and you haven't become a mom, come and give me a hug. I want to give you a hug. Yeah. I want to be, be your daughter today. <laughs> Amen. That's sweet. 
Um, a couple of things I just wanted to mention, I know this is an officially uh, sanctioned announcement, but the, our kids next month are going on a, on a youth camp that I'm really excited about. And um, They're going in well, July. Sorry, July. Sorry. Yeah. They, they're going on a, on a youth camp in July. And if you have odd jobs at home that you're willing to be a little generous with, donate towards their youth camp fees, but you need some task done, maybe some gardening or some clearing out or some babysitting or whatever you need, um, there is a way for you to fill out a piece of paper, and then we can also get our kids involved, in, in, and you can support them by, by, by giving them a job. Yeah, um, and so. I, I know we also one of the things we've done as an outreach, and some of you will be uh, familiar with this, we do a, a community car wash, but we do not ask the community for donations. We specifically ask for sponsorships internally so that we can do a free, 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 like Terence says, car wash out there. So if you would, if you're approached over the next couple of weeks by one of the teams looking for a sponsorship, obviously if you've already sponsored, let them know that. But we'd love for your support. It, it does two things. It gives the kids an opportunity to be a blessing to the community. It gives you an opportunity to be a blessing to the community. You don't have to wash the cars. The kids love it and they get to go to camp. Yeah. And, and I, I know we, we're, we're pushing a lot of things today, so forgive us for these commercial interludes, but they're more than that. You know, that raffle, um, that, that wall hanging, um, that raffle is going to support uh, uh, Home, Home of, of Hope, Hope in Zambia, which Nate began. And, and so Corin and the team are going to be leaving at, in a few weeks, right? Yeah, May 25th. Yeah, so, so just over two weeks be from awesome. now. And so the money, all the money raised for that raffle will go to uh, Home of Hope. And I know that I've, I've spoken to a certain individual in this church, and I've heard of other individuals that are, that are getting serious about this raffle. They want that wall hanging. If you haven't seen yeah. that wall hanging back there, you, got, you can't just look at it. You've actually got to put your There's hand on it. There's a lot of work, work in that in wall hanging, and, and uh, praise God, it's, it's awesome. That it also happens to be done by your mom. So, so but, I, but I heard somebody say, I wonder if I should divulge this. I heard somebody say they no, put in. No, no, no. 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 Okay. I won't say. So sorry. I was about to tell you, but you've got good odds. Go buy. Go buy a raffle ticket. <laughs> if I told you I bought all the raffle tickets for the for the the lotto, would you go and buy more? Well, I know they would. The prize goes up. That's true. The prize does go up. Okay. So, um, ladies. We, uh, if you weren't at this retreat, we missed you. It was awesome. We would yes. love to have you on the next one. We, we haven't had a chance to put together a slideshow, but I know that there'll probably be some photos on Facebook over the next couple of weeks. Um, God is doing something amazing in us and mm, in, in all of us. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome. Yeah, I've heard just really great things about it. Thank you for all the, the hard work that a bunch of ladies put in to make it happen. We also had a, a great breakfast men's thing. I heard so. In oh, fact, yeah. yesterday morning when, um, I don't remember who got the first message, but somebody said, there are 45 men at the men's breakfast. And guess what? We had 45 women at the ladies' retreat. <laughs> wow. And like Miss Sue said, they're going to like that. <laughs> it definitely was a breakfast, though, so we enjoyed it. I heard there was much. even leftover bacon. Oh, yeah. We so if anybody sure. missed out on the last breakfast, there'll be another breakfast. Yes, there will be. Thank you, David, for all your cooking. <laughs> Where is that leftover bacon? I don't know. <laughs> no, anyhow. Well, um, 
thank you for being here today um, and celebrating this time with us, though. We, we're, we are excited about what God is doing in our midst. As you know, um, God has, has, is really, um, if you will let him stir your hearts and soul, be setting your sail for what's coming. I love that term, setting of sail, because you can be a ship on an ocean and go nowhere until you set your sail. Mm -hmm. um, the wind can be blowing, but if you don't set your sail correctly, you can be standing still. Mm -hmm. You can set your sail and use the wind where he is blowing and leading. And, and, I, and I see this, I sense this. God is doing stuff in people's hearts and lives, and we are seeing lives change. And um, so we're excited about where God is taking us. So as you know, I've done a, a, a fairly long series, well, longer than I normally do, on, on flourish, oh, sorry, yeah. nourish and flourish. And, and the, the theme of the, the, the topic is, is one of those, uh, I always feel that contextually where I teach, um, and I obviously trust God for where, what he's giving us to share, but all of them actually have their place. These aren't disjointed messages. You know, when, if you go back to the messages, even a couple of years ago that I've started teaching, they all interrelate and they interlock to some degree. You know, when we talk about the growth series or we talk about prayer or we talk about all of those add elements that I will refer to in other series because there is no standalone truth. God isn't, God isn't um, in standalone pieces. Uh, and so when we study the word together, when we look at what he shares with us, even in a few minutes, or, you know, in 35 minutes or 45 minutes that we get to share or whatever on a Sunday morning, understand that the, in context, there are pieces that we can't build out. We can't literally teach the whole word of God in a morning. Um, but, but I'm excited that, that this piece of, of what God is teaching us in um, Nourish and Flourish is an essential truth because, because they, it, it challenges you and I with this thought, why do you come to church? I mean, really, we, we live here in the South and going to church is a good thing. It's considered a, it's considered a good social activity. For, for many people, but, but really you've, you've sometimes got to ask yourself, well, why? Why do I go to church? Am I going to church for me? Am I going to church for God? What is my, what is my why? Why, what do, I, what do I get out of church? Do I, do I get to take anything home from church? Do I get to apply or take home anything from church at all? And, and that's what that whole series really did, was it taught us, listen, the Word of God is incorruptible seed. And it's up to us to set our hearts, the heart of the soil of our hearts, whether we are going to give that space to the Word of God in our hearts and let it produce in our lives. Because if we don't, it will be like seed on concrete. Got a nice new parking lot, right? But we can take this beautiful seed that we get and throw it out in the concrete and ain't nothing going to happen because you need to prepare the soil of your heart. And, and you know, there, I, I touched on last week as I sort of kind of brought it to a close, I spoke about this factor of time again, and we dealt with it earlier in the series a little bit. I touched on, on, how, on, on, on time. But, but I, you know, as I just want to encourage you, the, the time factor is huge. When, and, and what I mean by that is that that is an unhackable truth. 
it is an unhackable truth that if you want to see the word of God produce in your life 30, 60, and 100 fold, there is a factor of time. God used this whole parable because you can't cheat seed time and harvest. You can't. You can, you can hack certain things in life, right? You can, you can take shortcuts. Don't we love shortcuts today? Microwave popcorn, instant coffee, whatever it is. We want to we get to the thing quicker. But there is an unhackable truth. You can't watch your neighbor plant in seed time and then leave it to an entire season. And then the night before your neighbor is going to harvest his beautiful, his beautiful crop, say, oh, dang, I've been lazing around. I need to get that. I want a crop like that. Can I read the scripture here? Yeah. Specifically pertains to that. So this is um, from Hebrews chapter 6. Um, I'm going to read two verses, 11 and 12. It says, And we desire each one of you to show the same earnestness to have the full assurance of hope until the end, so that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises that's that seed principle right the faith is is the sowing that happens and the patience is the time right you know there's and and you know the truth of the matter is we look at people and this happens in church a lot we look at people that seem to have it together people that have found victory in certain areas in their life people that have it doesn't really matter what 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 um, example you want to pick if you look at somebody that's highly talented I look at somebody who plays a beautiful music instrument, and I say, man, I wish I could play the cello like Dave or sing like Lexi or whatever it is. And you think, but you know that very few people do anything quickly. We don't see the amount of time and effort and energy. You look at your profession. You become proficient in your profession over time and experience and effort and energy. You've poured into something. And, And then there's this idea that, but I also want that. How can I get that tomorrow? It's not fair that they've got money in their bank account. Yes, but they applied certain principles and they learned what it was like to be wise and they learned what it was like to be generous and they learned to sow in certain areas. And now that they're reaping, you know, some stuff, some stuff in life, a lot of stuff in life is years and years and years of sowing. Before you're going to receive a harvest. Now, you know, we can say, oh, but we're grace people, Shannon. You know, we, we just want to, we have everything. Yes, we do have every, everything. But we've studied those scriptures in Second Peter 1 that through faith and faith. Well, I mean, you, you read the one in, in Hebrews. But all of these, these principles that we can access are by time, by, by epinosis, by getting these things by, through knowledge and, install, and, and sowing these things in our life. And unfortunately, some of those things are not quick. You know, um, we've been doing this class. It's uh, it's by Dr. Henry Cloud. It's called Changes. Excuse me. The, the class is called Churches That Heal. The book is called Changes That Heal. And uh, he uses the parable, which you may be familiar with, the parable where um, he talks about the, the 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 owner of a not quite an orchid. Let me let me pull it up here. I'll find it exactly what it is. He talks about the 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 owner comes to the garden keeper and says why this thing isn't bearing fruit why do we still waste time having this thing here and uh, he says cut it out and the 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 gardener says just wait let me dig around 
Let me fertilize, and then let's give it a year. Right. That's very much the same with what's going on in our lives. Mm. Sometimes we have to let God uproot, dig around, mm. get some truth, mm. expose what's not true and that's mm. rotten, actually robbing us. Yeah. Fertilize, yeah. which is very much in line with the scripture that you've been, or the series mm. you've been teaching, adding to from the outside source because we are not self-sufficient. As much as we would love to be our own savior, we cannot. We need outside influence. Right. And then that last component is time. Right. And in his analogy, he says, uh, he says, I don't like formulas, he says, but I believe that this one's consistent throughout the Bible. Grace plus truth over time equals change. Yeah. And uh, while we were going through that class, Previously, I felt like God gave me the analogy, similar revelation, where he said, it's like conception. At the moment of conception, there is a joining of, we'll call in this case, grace and truth, that produces life. But it still takes time for that life to be mature enough to emerge. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm. Without grace truth over time does not produce anything hmm. without truth grace over time does not produce anything so if you're saying well i have been waiting for a long time hmm. do you have grace and truth right would you just have one of them because time plus truth hmm. and time plus grace without the other third doesn't produce anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a great series. And Corin's doing another one. He's kicking off next month again. I'm actually, I have to wait until I get back from, um, from the mission trip. So I'm, I'm mm. this time around, I'm actually going to do a Zoom uh, version of the class and we'll do it. It's a, it is a video-based class. So we'll do it. If you're interested, you can go um, grab one of the little life group cards that are in the back over there and it'll get you to the link where you can sign up for that. We've got a bunch of new life groups. Um, if you aren't in the life group anywhere, I highly encourage that you get yeah. connected with one of the life groups because yeah. they, uh, they do a lot of good for us. Yeah, amen. But, but you know, the, the Lake Haven is here because we... <laughs> Uh, you know this, but we, we want to see your life, you experience true and abundant life. Yeah. And, and really, that is the goal. The goal is for you to experience a God that loves you. You know that God is pursuing you with his love. So many people are, ha, have run away. I said this at the men's meeting, but so many people have run away from God thinking that he is mean and he is angry and he is he's after you. But God really is so much for you. And so, you know, if you're, I, li I like what I heard one guy say recently, he said, if you're running away from hypocrisy and false, the falsehood of religion, then you're running toward God. Amen. Say that again, sorry. He said, if you're running away from hypocrisy and the falsehood of religion, then you're running toward God. That's awesome. 
you know, and, and that's what we're about. There's an authentic, there's an authenticity that, that we're, we want, that we don't want to make this all about religion. So, so when we talk about stuff, we want to give you stuff that you can physically, or I say practically is not the better word than physically, practically apply tools like churches that heal and these messages that we, do, that we give that are practically, that will bear fruit in your life. Because if you just come to church to come to church, and you don't take anything out home with you, if you don't know the principles we've just discussed in how to nourish the seed and how to identify the stuff that chokes and, and, and all of those things, how to nourish the seed, then those things won't bear fruit. And, and Jesus, is, um, in Matthew 7 and in other places, when he talks about the parable of the, the wise and foolish builder, remember in, in the parable, I'm not going to go and read it right now, but in the parable, both of those guys, the wise and the foolish builder, hear the same word. They sit in the same church service. One hears the word of God and just hears it. That's all he does. He just goes home and beats the Baptists to lunch. That's it. That's it. That's where it stops. That's the foolish builder. But the wise builder, he says, hears the word of God and puts it into practice. That's like a man who builds his house on the rock. And when the storms, say when, when the storms of life come, which they will, we all know that. Because, you know, I, you know I, we, we get to deal with a lot of people's lives and people are going through. And, you know, it's so easy then. The cop out is, well, God is allowing the storm to defeat my life is in disarray. Listen, it doesn't need to be. There is nothing that you can tell me that God hasn't already preparing you right now for. If you will hear and put it into practice. He is, there is nothing, and I mean nothing in life that God isn't telling us about. Will we hear him? Will we hear him and put into practice what these, with these tools, then we will be able to handle anything. Everything in life, everything that you can transition, you can have a, a, not a storm-free life, but you can learn how to triumph in and through the storms of life. Yeah. And, I'm, and I mean, this is the promise of God. You know, um, there might be somebody saying, but I don't hear him. Right. I don't hear him. And uh, I don't know how long it took for me to hear him. Sometimes I was um, under the impression that it had to be an audible voice. How many of you have actually heard an audible voice? Because I haven't. I have of not God, heard the mean. audible voice of God. Yeah. A few of you. Okay. So I have not. Yeah. But mean. I have heard the voice of God. Yes, I mean. And it's, it's not with these ears. Now, praise God, if you've had that experience, I haven't. Yeah. And yet I do know that I have heard his voice. And, um, you know, I, I had said to Shannon, I wanted to bring this with today. This is my grandfather who was born in 1907 this is his wireless device south africa we called it a wireless i don't know if in americans do they well, did you guys call it, it a, a wireless we here? called it a radio in my generation it was a radio but back then it was called a wireless, wireless. and um, my grandfather used to have this in their old house and he he would you know obviously it's got the old dials and everything like that and um you know, we, we liken hearing God's voice to tuning into a radio station. Mm. God is always speaking. 
Mm. He's always speaking. Yeah. But we're sometimes not tuned into that radio station. Right. We're tuned in to all sorts of other distractions and noise. Right. Um, so sometimes even good music stations, not static necessarily, but boy, there is a lot of static out there too. There is. But when we learn to tune our voice, our, our ears of our heart into his voice, yeah. then we will hear. Right. And that is a constant thing. And that right. means any time you need to hear his voice, right. you will hear his voice. Right. If you do not know where to go, yeah. but you're listening for his voice, you will hear a voice from behind you saying, go this way, go right. that way. Yeah. The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit will lead us. Yeah. Yeah. And we can trust his voice. Yeah, this is right. You know, it's, it's a powerful truth, but you've heard me say it in, in the series um, the word Shema in Hebrew, and in even the, the, there's a, a related Greek word as well, but in Shema means to, if you go and look up the words, I think it doesn't really matter which, he, which uh, Hebrew number it is in the strongest concordance, but the word Shema literally means to either believe or hear. It's the same word. It's if you see, uh, yeah, to, to hear, listen, or, or, and obey, it's the same word. Uh, it's an interchangeable continuum. In, in other words, if you go and look up um, what I did in the series, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, I think it is, it says that if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the fat of the land. That word obedient translated there is Shema. It's exactly the same word in Deuteronomy 6 when it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord God is one. Hear, same word. Hear, Shema. Hear, O Israel. It's, it's like... If you have the if you have an ear to hear, and I and I've said this, you cannot. If you not if you don't have the willingness to obey, you actually have that you don't un, unable to hear God's God's word to us. And 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 like we've said, God is always speaking. He is the shepherd. Mm -hmm. The shepherd is always leading. He doesn't decide to lead you when you decide to listen. Okay. He's he's always. His redemptive names are who he is. He called himself the I am. That is a present continuous am. So, so this pursuit, this, what we're doing here is getting to know who God really is. We get to know and trust the character of him. Get to know the character of him because in his redemptive names describe again who he is. He is shepherd. He is healer. He is provider. That is who God is. He can't do opposite because that's who he is. He cannot be untrue to his nature. So again, in this, in this context, uh, and, and they are beautiful if you go and look at that through that context, through the eyes of all the redemptive names of God, whether it is our banner or our righteousness or our peace or our provider or, or our healer, God cannot give you disease. I like what Keith said the other day. I mean, God cannot be the one behind the disease. But do you know how many churches teach that? Do you know how, many, you know, you know how much false stuff is out there because people aren't tuning in to the right station? I, I, I've spoken about Jeremiah said, break up your fallow ground. Jeremiah 4 verse 3, it says, break up your fallow ground and do not sow amongst the thorns. There is an element, and we've spoken about hardness of heart, and it, even in the parable of the sower, which we've done, and, and, and we will continually learn from, 
but the three basic things that cause hardness of heart, and, and we haven't even touched on, the, on how sin hardens your heart, but sin can harden your heart. It makes you incapable of, those, of, of hearing God. You're not able to perceive what God is doing because your heart is hardened. And those three things are worry, cares of this world, chasing money, because money you think is the answer to everything, but it ain't. Ask Bill Gates and Melinda or whoever else you want to. It ain't going to solve the problems, whether it's, you know, or, and, and, and desire for other things. So pursuing stuff is not going to do it. God's that stuff. Or, or, or pursuing experiences. Right. Because we've got two camps there, right. you know. The people who are like, oh, I don't want stuff. Yeah. I'm just going to pursue experiences. I'm, I'm good with that. But yeah. what do those experiences translate right. to in eternity? Exactly. When, when we zoom in so close and it's about the yeah. uh, minute by minute. And I'm, I love minute by minute wonderful experiences. But sometimes we zoom in so much that we forget the big picture. Can I share a little bit Go about, sure. you know, um, the ladies' retreat, we had a, a puzzle piece sort of central to the theme, or should I say puzzles. And uh, if you imagine a puzzle piece, it's got a, an outer edge, right? That's got innies and outies. We decided to call them those. We've got stick-out pieces and indents. indents and whatever else. And uh, that's where we intersect with other people in this world. Mm. There's give and take. There's give and take. When you come to church, you don't just come to get. You do come to give. Maybe you're giving a hug. Maybe you're giving a handshake. Maybe you're giving a, I don't know, maybe you're giving a word to somebody, an encouragement. So when you come to church, don't just come feeling like you've got nothing to give because I'm sure you have got something to give. Mm. The Bible says that the body, everyone has something to supply and everyone benefits. Mm. So come with an expectation that you've got something to give and to receive. So anyway, we're talking about the innies and outies, the relationships with people. And then the, the picture on my puzzle piece, the piece that I have, that is an imprint from God. God has put an imprint, an image of him in me. And sometimes I want to paint it my way instead of painting it his way, mm. letting his print come through. Then we spoke about zooming out and seeing the puzzle box. When I zoom out far enough and I can see the big picture, then I start understanding that my piece has a place somewhere in this big picture. Right. I, I fit somewhere. Mm, I so do good. belong in God's big picture. And his picture is as big as eternity. It's as big as the entire body of Christ, the entire, I venture to say, human race. But I know not everybody will respond. What I do know is that it is his will that all should be saved. Mm. And if I'm in place, you know when you're building a puzzle, how many of you build puzzles? Okay. Patience. If you're missing that piece, it is so frustrating because there's nothing to connect this piece to. That's how we fit together. We do belong together. Now, we're not going to hold hands with everybody in the whole world. You can only sit next to two people at a time, right? What I love about the analogy of the body is that it is actually in motion. Puzzles 2D. Body, we got a purpose. Mm -hmm. 
I got feet not so that it can just be stuck to the bottom of my legs. I got feet because I'm going somewhere right. in a body, right? That is the picture that God gave us describing how we function together. Yeah. And you know what? The toe doesn't necessarily need a nostril, but the whole body does. Right. It needs a toe and it needs a nostril. Right. So lest the body, you know, look at some other part and say, we right. got it so much better than they do. Oh, I heard somebody say one time, but I'll get into trouble if I said that. <laughs> oh, okay. They said everybody needs an. Oh, I get it. Mm. Ding. So don't be that part, though, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody need everybody needs one. <laughs> I went there. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's true. Yeah. Those positions are taken. Yeah. No need to apply. Yeah. But, but you know, um, it's, it's a beautiful thing to find your place in the body. It's a necessary thing to see that you have value. And, and going, you know, in, in context of what I mentioned earlier with, with Jeremiah, um, when he says, don't sow among the thorns, these, these things that cause us not to function, we, we cause us not to hear God. Let me put it that way. There's things that sometimes it is so, I, I believe that the, one of the greatest deceptions today is this massive amount of information. This massive amount of information that you and I are tempted through screens or through other things. We are massively tempted. And, and it really, to me, it, it's fascinating. Um, I have a, a friend of mine who is a, a producer of TV shows in South Africa. And, and when he showed me how children's TV shows have migrated over the years, and he produced some t children's TV shows. He's done some reality TV stuff around the world and stuff like that. And, and, and he showed me that, that kids, they called it the sort of Nickelodeon syndrome. He says, we have to do like four camera shots per second. Because this generation's starting to get bored with looking at one image for too long. So when you watch kids shows, you'll see camera shot, camera shot, camera shot, camera shot, to keep them interested. Because if you quote unquote, don't keep them interested, they get bored. Oh, what a boring show. But this is, this is the danger. We have, we, have so, um, so, we, we have so adopted the world's way of doing stuff that we're saying we don't have time to slow down. And, 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 and this, this is, God has started sharing, sharing this in my heart. Guys, I'm telling you, if you don't know how to slow down, you will never hear the voice of God. There's that scripture that says, be still and know. And it's not because God is so super slow. Oh, oh listen, God had to slow down for enough for us to see him. Yeah. You know, God is light. And in him is the light of many, right? God is, there is, there is an element of, but, but if we don't know, you see, we want to, we, we get so, um, we get so addicted to information that we constantly want to be bombarded with information. And if you don't bombard me with information, the Nickelodeon syndrome, then I'm like, I'm just gonna fall asleep. Well, you're probably exhausted. That's why you're gonna fall asleep. 
you need to take a good old nap and maybe a vacation and go to Montana, where John and Kiri are from. <laughs> Get some Montana brochures, <laughs> some wide open spaces. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, Brian Regan, Pop Tart. Yeah, some of you will catch that one. But I mean, it's like. That's kind of an inside joke, but we'll share him with you if you ever want to yeah. go and look some good, clean fun. Yeah. Brian Regan. Yeah. But, but the, 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 the truth is, though, we, we have to, we, if you want to hear God, listen, the, the grandest secret, the grandest, if you, <laughs> he is like the ultimate GPS. The Holy Spirit is the one living inside of us, and he is called our helper and our guide. He is the one that's providing on the minute life support, life direction, how to act right now. And if you think, oh, well, if you all already, oh, well, this is what I did last time, you're in a bad place. Well, the last time I got divine healing, all I did was go down to the church and sprinkle some of that water, oil, whatever it was on me, and then I got healed. Next time, if, oh, well, I'll just go do that again. Listen, guys, I'm telling you, life doesn't work that way. God doesn't work that way. Mudites and spitites, etc. Okay, so can I tell the story? <laughs> so uh, my uh, the the pastor who was uh, the uh, when I was a teenager, he was the pastor at the church that I was at, and uh, he would talk about the three groups of people: the mudites, the spitites, and the touchites. They were the groups of people who said, Jesus heals by making mud and putting it on your eyes, because that's what he did. He, he put mud in our eyes. And Spitite said, no, 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 he doesn't do that. He doesn't spit on the ground. He spits in your eye. And then, of course, there were the touchites who said, no, he doesn't need to do any of those. He just needs to touch you. So Jesus did it differently every time. Who told him to do it differently? Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. So lest we say, no, this is how it is. This is the yeah. must-have formula yeah. for healing. He didn't do it that way he every doesn't time. He can't work it that way. You know why? It's not because he's trying to be a novel each time. That's not his word. You're at a different place. You're the one growing. You are the one that are, you're able to, at certain times in your life, you have to tune in differently. There is always, that's why it is, that's why this whole thing is about this intimacy and having an intimate relationship with God. Intimacy has got to be the goal. If you come to church for anything but an intimate relationship with God, look, if you're a visitor here, man, that's awesome. We love you. You're welcome to come. But I'm I'm telling you that a church is really for believers to grow in relationship, in fellowship, koinonia with firstly our Father, Son and the Holy, Holy Spirit. In fact, about calls it, he calls us <laughs> the communion of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. The, the, and that word communion, by the way, is the word koinonia. The, it is the koinonia of the Holy Spirit. There is an element of us having to come into a relationship. But I'm telling you guys, listen to me. Religion doesn't want that because that is way too much work. It takes work to have a relationship. It takes work to have a marriage. If any of you have been married a while, and if you think it doesn't have work, it doesn't take me, marriages take work. Bad marriages take more work. (laughs) Relationships in churches take work. Relationship with God takes work. Not to earn something from God. It's relationship. 
You have got, I, I have, I've got a load of scriptures that talk about how it's by our epinosis, our acute and accurate knowledge of him that we are going to possess the promises. It, it, you, that we are actually designed to be conformed into his image. And how are we going to do that? By renewing our mind, by, do, by camping out, by learning all of the, these. That is, guys, that is work. So if your motive for coming to church is the old little dab will do me, you know, it's like, you know, just come and give me something and then I've done my share. And you, you feel like it ends there and it's not got, it, it, you, you're not going to get life outside. You're not going to experience life outside of a relationship with Father. Can I mention this? So it takes work to put a date on the calendar. It takes work to show up for the date. But hopefully, when you show up for the date, there is a good enough reason to have shown up for the date. In other words, the intention paved the way for an experience of love with your loved one. You shouldn't have to work your way through a date. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you do, but <laughs> we know the ultimate goal is not just so that we can uh, look back on our calendar and say we did the work. Yeah. No, the ultimate goal is that we have the relationship, the intimacy, the experience, the love. And then all the work doesn't matter. Moms who, who had natural birth, I had two C-sections, so I don't know. Moms who had natural birth have said it was worth it mm. every time. Is there anyone who says, no one says, no, no, no. No, I, the, that, that effort wasn't worth it. No, because at the end of the day, when you're holding your child, saying, man, I, I worked hard for this, mm. but this was worth it. Mm. There's yeah. a sweet culmination of love there mm. that I think is very true with all relationships, honestly, mm. but especially with our relationship with God. Right. He hasn't made it difficult. Yeah. It's simple. Right. Right, and you know, again, again, you know, it is so important to, to learn his voice. It is important to learn how to tune in. And, and it is a challenge. And I can tell you what we today, as Americans, this is, this is the battlefield. The battlefield is, like I mentioned last week, is for your mind. The battlefield is for your mind and attention. Because... If you are distracted long enough, you will not hear the voice of God. Those three things from the parable that harden your heart, that choke the word, or the sin that so easily entangles, Hebrews 12, you know, the things that, that desire for other things, the things that, all of those things can choke the word. Why? Because we can't hear when we are chasing riches, or when we're worried, or, or when we're pursuing stuff, or whatever it is, that stuff just tunes God out. You can't hear him because you haven't learned to slow down. So, so guys, the challenge is, this is not a message today that, we're, that we um, just get something like this. It, it is a journey of, of learning to, to, to pace ourselves and learning how to set time aside for God. And, and I mean that. Intentional. There are tools and techniques 
that you've, you've got to learn how to set time aside. But you know what? We, we can almost not do that today. If I had to ask you, how easy is it for you to be quiet for an hour? Don't do anything for an hour. 99.9% .9 of Christians will fall asleep. Why? Because I'm not, I don't have stimulation right now. It's like, because we have not learned certain things about how to fellowship with God, how to hear God, how to read the word of God. There's all these elements that, that, I, I, that, it, that, I, that is like our intimate breathing. You know, you know, we get the people, okay, God, I've got five minutes. You know, and listen, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about setting special time aside with God. Are we always in relationship? Absolutely. Will God ever leave us or forsake us? Never. None of that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking about learning how to pace yourself. There is an element of learning how to slow down and hear God, listening to how to take a song, learning how to take one of these worship songs and saying, okay, God, what is that song? What, is, what did I get out of that song? Not, hey, here's a song, here's a song, here's a song, here's a song, here's a song. It's like, okay, great, what's next, what's next? Uh, it's like, hold on a second, what did I get out of that? What did I, hold on, hold on, I have a nudge in my heart. Open up my Bible. What is that scripture? Why did it, and the Holy Spirit will bring a scripture for my, oh, let me look that up. Where is it? Google, I'll tell you what, Google is the best concordance nowadays. If you've not learned how to Google scriptures, it's way better than any other Bible search function. Just Google it because you'll find it. But I mean, but, but I tell you what, if you've never put the word of God in your heart, if you've never learned to read God's word, and I'm not talking about Bible school. I'm talking about the word of God. I mean, it's, he's, it's an essential piece of this and we're learning how, and we can discuss that in detail because it is important. We need to know God's word, but, but the Holy Spirit will take what you have put in your heart and he will start giving you wisdom eternal wisdom mm. eternal wisdom um, Proverbs 20 uh, this is in the passion translation uh, Proverbs 20 verse 12 says lovers of God have been given eyes to see with spiritual discernment and ears to hear from God mm. Mm. the ESV translation of the same find it I do love having multiple translations. The ESV of the, the, the same verse here says, The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. Yeah. Love not sleep lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes and you will have plenty of bread. Yeah. There, I, I, um, yeah, I, the, <laughs> the, the richness of, I want to, I want to be careful if I don't want to open up a whole can of worms right now at this time. We're going to call a series a, a can, can of worms. worms. <laughs> we literally will have to have a series called a can of worms. <laughs> no, uh, it's not bad, but I want you to know something. Always remember, God, it, it will never be negative. God, that's the thorns that Jeremiah is talking about. The thorns, the thorns are, are these misunderstandings about God. Because we, we sometimes avoid God because we feel like we're going to come into his presence and we're going to get condemned. We're going to feel like, but you know what? He's going to shine his spotlight on my lack, on my, my, the fact that I am into stuff I shouldn't be doing. And, and, and he's going to shine this big old spotlight. God, it, it, and you get to know him, 
you can't wait to run into his presence because he is the comforter. There is no condemnation in him. He is the one that's going to do like the father of the prodigal son who ran towards him. The moment the son turned his face towards home and start walking that way, he is the one that's going to run to you. He, he has an invitation. Hebrews 4.16 says, So now we come freely and boldly to where love is enthroned, to receive mercy's kiss and discover grace we urgently need and strengthen us in our time of weakness. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 4.16. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the one of the things about, and, and I know you've touched on this over the couple of uh, last series that you've done God's voice isn't one of fear no. when, when, when you hear something that produces fear in you I can guarantee you that is not God's voice right exactly it is not the Bible talks about specifically we have not been given a spirit of fear it's mm. right the Bible says specifically perfect love drives out fear right. and his love is perfect he speaks a language of love. Now, there are times when he may speak with urgency, but yeah. it's with peace Absolutely. and urgency. Yes. When Jesus shows up or when God shows up, look for the accounts in the Bible. What is the first thing he says? Yeah, fear, fear not. Right. Fear not. Fear yeah. not. He has not built us to operate on fear. Correct. Fear is the opposite of faith. Right. God has built us to operate on faith. Yeah. And he's the one who both has the character to support our faith and literally gives it to us as, here you go, this gift is a gift of faith for you to use to put it in me so that you can rest in the promises. Mm. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. When we, I've I've told you a couple times, hinted at, and I'm getting closer to doing a message on the fear of God because it's powerful. Um, The Lord spoke to me in January about it. And I mean, the fear of God is a real thing. But when you look at it, it's phenomenal. It is it's, so it's exciting. Not a, it's not a tremble, knee-shaking no, kind of fear. No, no, but it is so powerful. I'm telling you, when we get those, I mean, so anyhow, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there soon. But, um, but I tell you, thank you for sharing that because it is. There will be, sometimes God will speak with urgency. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're going to close here shortly, but I want you, learning to hear his voice can literally save your life. When, when we understand, and, and I, you know, I touched on this in the prayer series when I did that, uh, New Testament or New Covenant prayer, but there, there are instances where Paul is busy praying and the Spirit of God said, leave Jerusalem right now. Yeah. They're not going to accept your message. And he left, you know, it, you, there, there's just elements of, of being sensitive to God that can literally save your life, save your children's life, give you wisdom on how to deal with the situation that's coming this week. You know, God is always the shepherd. He will always either warn you how to avoid a situation or prepare you to go through a situation. Some stuff you're going through and you are passing through, but he is always going to give you the opportunity to go through it and to hear him. Amen. So know that he is for you. He is not against you. He is for you. He is for you. What's that song? He is for you. He is for you. He is for you. Yeah. He has got plans for you. Yeah. He loves you. Amen. 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 Why don't we just close our eyes, pray together. Father, I thank you.
for what you have ministered to our hearts today, that you have specifically and uniquely given each one of us something that is ours today. We're going to lay a claim on that today, make that ours, take it home with us, meditate on it. Father, I thank you that whether that is a message of hope, a message of reminding us that you love us no matter Mm. what. Mm. Thank you, Father, that you have, through Jesus, taken the sin that has tried to kill us, Mm. that has tried to rob us of eternal life. You have put that to death on the cross in Jesus. He took our shame. He took our guilt. We do not need to carry that. Thank you, Father, that you have paid for our sickness, our disease, and any iniquity, that we can come boldly before your throne when we need you, that you will give us mercy and grace. Father, I thank you that we can come today with whatever it is that has been trying to take away from, trying to steal joy or rob us of peace or even tell us lies that we are not loved, that we are not accepted. Mm. Father, today we surrender those things and we choose to take what you have already said yes Mm. in Jesus too. Mm. You said we are the righteousness of God Mm. in Jesus. Mm. Today I choose, I choose to believe that you have made me righteous. I am righteous because of what you did for me. You gave me that gift, and I choose to receive it. I thank you, Father, that I can leave behind all that stuff. I thank you, Father, that sin is no longer ruling in my body. Mm. It is no longer ruling in my mind. It is no longer ruling in my emotions. That sickness is no longer ruling in my body Mm. and in my mind and in my emotions. I thank you that guilt and shame are discarded like old rags. Yeah. That you have clothed me with your robe of righteousness. Mm. Amen. Thank you. If you would today, if that's the first time that you have responded to God, received what he has already given you, made yours, the gift that he has given you. I would love to have you pray with our prayer team. They want to agree with you. They want to give you some books, some encouragement to go home with you. Mm. I thank you, Father, that there is nothing that we need that you do not have for us. Mm. I thank you, Father, that as we walk out of this building, we take your light, Mm. your love, your grace to the world that needs it. I thank you, Father, that we're all on a journey and that you use broken vessels to bring glory to you. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that today is a new day. This week is a new week. And I thank you for doors of opportunity where we have, where we've previously seen closed doors, that we will walk through doors with favor that we've not seen before. And we will know that is my God. My God is bigger than all of these obstacles. And that, Father, as we commit to spend time with you, we find time Mm. that you have given back to us. Mm. I thank you, Father, that when we stop chasing, like your word says, when we seek first your kingdom and its 
righteousness, your righteousness, all those things will get added to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, sweetheart. Well, this has kind of been a quiet morning. Is that a bad thing? No. No, I don't, I don't think so at all. You know, one thing about, um, we've been t we were talking about this briefly this morning. When there is an expectation from people for something, you know, you know when you can feel when somebody walks up to you and you feel like they want to ask you something, right? There's a, there's a feeling. When we have that feeling towards God, we will get something. Mm. When we are all in the building together with that feeling, we call it, well, I, I call it the anointing. Do you know why I call it the anointing? It's kind of like when you go to movie theater and everybody's waiting for the jump scare at the thriller movie because there's this expectation that something's coming. When we corporately expect it, we can feel it in the room. Mm. God's anointing isn't loud. God's anointing isn't shiny. Can we hear loud? Yes. Can we hear shiny? Yes. But where it comes from is from your heart. You are full of the anointed one. Yes. Amen. There is not a moment that you do not have the anointing. Mm. Are you tuning in? That's right. That's exactly right. I like that we don't have static. <laughs> We didn't have feedback today yeah. either. Thank you, Clint. Uh, yeah. Praise yeah. God. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it's it's it, you, God is always speaking, and, and you know what? Sometimes if we don't know, and I said we can rush past the supernatural looking for the spectacular. Um, I didn't, you know, Kenneth Hagin said those words, but it's so true. We've got to listen to tune in, and God is always speaking. So what is He saying to you? What did He say to you today? And the question is, what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that? Because he is speaking, always. But what do we do with what he's saying to us? Amen. I mean, if you value and prize his word and, his, and you realize that seed, bury it in your heart. Bury it, water it, meditate on it. What he gives you to, because no matter where you are or what you're facing, he is speaking a solution, a pointer, a next step for you. You know, if you're struggling with something, that's what we have. We have these well-trained prayer ministers. These guys can know, they know how to hear God. I'm telling you, not to, not to, it shouldn't, you shouldn't be in a place where you always need somebody else. But you know what? It sure is nice to have somebody who can hear God sometimes for you. It really is. Sometimes when you man, I just need a confirmation. I need something. I need somebody to pray with me along something. We're here for you. I need some wisdom. I need some wisdom. Why did, this isn't just because if you go and see a prayer minister that I've got cancer. I need help. You know, no, it's not. It's listen, guys. We all need one another. Amen. We all we all need one another. So I'm I appreciate our prayer team and our prayer ministers so much. Uh, I I can't tell you that. They help me. I can't tell you how many times I, through the week, I have friends texting me and praying for me, and I just so value it. So I, I, we all need that. So thank you guys for your prayer. And know that 
that it's not a down thing. If you're online and you text the word prayer, some people get in touch with you, give you a call. But prayer is prayer is a is our is a is a part of our intimacy with the Lord. Remember, Amen. Well, we need to get you into the restaurants because you're dashing out for your moms and dads. And it's true. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms, grandmas. Call your mom if you can. Give her a hug if you can. If you if your mom is uh, not physically with you today and you want to take a balloon to her, where are the extra balloons? Back. Are they in the back there? We'll put them out so you can take one for your mom. Right. And don't forget these bottles. If you if we hope we have enough. If not, we'll put some out next week. Try and get some more. Have a fantastic week. Happy Mother's Day, moms. Thank you for coming. God bless you guys.